Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, with me as always is Caleb, and we are starting this year's October Horror Movie Marathon. Uh, in past years we did Friday the 13th series, last year we did the Halloween series, and we thought he'd switch it up a little bit this year and do a collection of old school horror. And you can't really get any older than what we're starting with, and <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, 1922's Nosferatu. Um, I believe you, you told me before that you've seen this movie. Yeah, so um, I did not remember a lot of it. I watched it. I can tell you exactly when, uh, because I was in college in Florida, so that would have been 2007. 2005 six yes 2006 the fall of 2006 i was in college in florida and i was taking a writing class and art school and i hated my life <laughs> um because i was not there to write and do grammar crap but we had to do i can't remember even what the project was about but we could pick a topic and so essentially i kind of did a some kind of a comparison between like silent films and non talkies or yeah, whatever they whatever <laughs> started calling them. Um, so I watched that um, for it and that was my only reference. So yeah, it was like watching it new again. Rock. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Um, I think this might be the first time I've seen a silent movie all the way through. Okay. Because I've seen bits and pieces of like, you know, old Charlie Chaplin stuff and things like that. I've seen bits and pieces of the cabin, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Okay. Which is another horror movie, which I believe predates this. Okay. Only by like a year or so. And it's a, it's a really interesting movie. Um, like all the set pieces are like, uh, very artistic very okay. like abstract uh it's, it's kind of interesting you might find find it interesting with your art background too mm -hmm. but. Uh, yeah i've only seen one other silent movie i i saw the artist uh that movie that came out a few years ago but i'm not counting that because i mean technically at the end it's not a silent movie um but of original silent movies i did see metropolis oh um, so that's a really good one. I think I think you would appreciate that one more. But. Yeah, it's always been on my list to watch, but I never got around to it. Um, but uh, yeah, let's waste no time. And jump right into it. Rock. Uh, so like I said, Nosferatu from 1922. It is directed by F.W. Murnau. Uh, the plot is vampire count Orlock expresses interest in a new residence and real estate agent Hutter's wife. That's kind of funny when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a vampire that's um, focusing on getting a new house and wanting to take over a guy's wife. Because <laughs> uh, the only reason he'd have an opportunity to attack his wife would be by buying the house across the street. <laughs> right. I must buy this house so I'm closer <laughs> to her and stare out my window at her. I almost wish he would have had a scene where there was like rain hitting the window and he's looking out and just like touching it. <laughs> but there were Hello. no windows. <laughs> it's me. 
Oh man. So the cast for this, we got Max Shrek as Count Orlock. And here's a name for you. I mean, it's not German at all. Uh, Gustav von Wagenheim <laughs> as Hutter and Greta Schroeder as Ellen. Uh, there's my, more characters in this, but these are like the three main characters. Oh yeah, for sure. My my guess is Gustav von Wagen uh, Wagen Wagenheim Wagenheim. <laughs> my my mom would always make it pronounce that much with the heavier uh verbiage or however you want to say that pronunciation yeah the w tends to have a v sound in german yeah so wagner (laughs) uh well one thing one thing that you can say for sure across the board is that um everyone was pretty expressive because they had to be yeah because this was definitely this is a definitely a different style of film so they had to do that it was these for anybody who maybe has not seen a silent movie um it's very similar to a play very theatrical because um because of it being silent and then also not uh the greatest film quality yeah they, they always overdid everything overdid the acting and the expressions and everything just to help emphasize things even more. Yeah. Um, and you see that a lot too, with early, uh, talkies, mm-hmm. um, some of the universal monster movies are like that. You get like people that are incredibly overacting because they're still getting used to being able to use their voice to express themselves and not, they don't have to like physically <laughs> express themselves all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, I every... believe Dracula has someone that completely and utterly overacts. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Every time I think of overacting though, uh, I just think of that witch lady from troll Two. <laughs> you know who I think of? Who? Oh. Another movie we watched, The Crazy Ant from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That's a good one. Great great stage actor slash worst actress ever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't decide still. Oh gosh. Uh, I guess we could talk about some things that worked in this. Uh, you mentioned that like everybody's kind of given it their all. And, you know, the... Um, the emotions like in the music and like the actors physically emoting were mm-hmm. things that were like really great and on, on point. Um, the atmosphere as a whole, uh, the lighting of things, you know, like kind of goes along too with the, the film quality being such a, it's a hundred year old movie. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh. Yeah. No, even specifically this year, I didn't even connect the dots on that. Yeah. I've, I've got that in trivia. Oh, nice. <laughs> My abbreviated trivia. Uh, and another thing too is Count Orlock himself is just genuinely creepy. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like the one look thing... of him, his movements, and yeah, how they, how do he, facial expressions and things like that. One thing that I would kind of love to have a conversation around sometime, but I don't think there's enough time to do it in these short episodes. Um, or maybe to do a full episode on it necessarily, but it's just like, I always thought, cause I saw some of the older horror movies that we're going to be talking about this month when I was younger, uh, a young kid. 
mm-hmm. and I often thought that some of them were creepier than modern horror movies. Now, of course, modern horror movies for me back then were the '90s, not like the gore overload that you see a lot of times now. Not all yeah. of them, but a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the as you were just talking about the atmosphere, the old film, and there you weren't used to cliches in them. There wasn't like, Oh, you know, somebody's about to die. You know, the bad guy's about to come out. Like there was a lot of unexpected things in these older movies. And also it's just black and white can sometimes make it more creepy. And I don't know it. It's, it's just different. And so I definitely agree with you that uh, Orlock was totally creepy and like they did a good job with it even that uh the real estate guy um was creepy too because yeah, he was hutter. like yeah uh well not hutter his boss wasn't it oh yeah mm-hmm. um because his like teeth were rotting his hair was crazy and they did the ex- uh excessive makeup on him too and so he looked uh crazy and as well yeah, so. he almost looked like count orlock mixed with like ebenezer scrooge Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I actually thought, because um, I was kind of looking at it, and I was just like, wait, does this guy wind up turning into him at the early parts? And because I couldn't remember it well enough. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Um, obviously, he does not, but. Um, so, the yeah, I think that was one of the best uh some of the best elements right there i mean you know the atmosphere the music orlock um i think those are probably the top three things from this movie so yeah i would say so too um and then you got some of the more like iconic parts of this uh there's a scene where orlock's walking up the stairs and you just see his shadow with like his really long fingers Mm -hmm. um up against the wall. I mean, that's been parodied and there's been so many like homages for that. There's a night around Elm street movie. I can't remember if it's the first one or not, uh, where you can see like the shadow of Freddy Krueger walking up with like this glove with -hmm. the knives on it. And it's just a very like, you know, subtle homage there. Uh, another one too is where you're when they're on the boat, and mm-hmm. Count Orlock's like standing there by the door, and um, right before he attacks the the captain of the ship. Oh yeah, that's one of the images you see from this movie quite a bit. Uh, one that really stood out to me is like genuinely just unnerving. Was when Hutter is in the castle and he opens up that small door and he looks out and Count Orlock is just like standing there off in a distance, just staring at him. Yeah. Yeah, that was like really that one got me, and I'm like, that is creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, probably this the one that stuck to me the most, um, is where he rises out of the coffin. Yeah, because yeah, thinking about it back then, I, I have no scope. Uh, to be completely honest on like how many films had come out by this time and things like that. But, you know, I can't imagine that there are a lot that have as much going on as this one does with Mm -hmm. 
you know, that, you know, trying to fake the rising out of the coffin, like they did with him, what they did with um, the trying to do the spiritual magic of the horse cart getting loaded by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And also where they would have Count Orlock appear and disappear sometimes. Uh, which essentially was just like fading film over top of itself, um, filming the space empty and then imposing him on top of it. So uh, just those different elements uh, probably weren't done a ton back then. And so I can only imagine that people thought they were super awesome. But out of all those, the one rising out of the coffin, I thought was um, kind of the most memorable. Yeah, and... I was actually very impressed with, uh, you know, just like the random, like slowly appearing things. And it's just that they were able to figure that out when, you know, movies were such a new thing at the time mm-hmm. that they were able to figure that out. And, it, you know, it was, it's dated now, but um, it's still effective. And it just, you know, with the the oldness of the movie and everything it's it's still very effective yeah um one thing i did find weird with this was maybe that was just an aversion we saw but the color overlays on stuff Mm -hmm. like a lot of it was you know yellow tinted which you know kind of makes sense it'd be more like the sepia tone but then like other times is blue i I think that was the attempt at trying to distinguish day from night. Oh, okay. But I couldn't tell every time because they were obviously filming with good light the whole time because they had to. And so I couldn't tell like, okay, is this the attempt at day and night or is this just something that went weird with the film? Mm -hmm. So that, but I, my guess was it was trying them trying to do a day and night difference. I should probably try to look that up sometime. Yeah, and one of the other beefs I had with it is some of that font is hard to read. Oh, yeah. And that's just me as a graphic designer. (laughs) Well, no, even just in general, the A's were terrible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a couple times where I had to, like, is that what it's supposed to say? And, um, yeah, by the time I finished reading it, like they were moving on to something else. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I guess I'll just move on. Uh, <laughs> what I kept thinking about during this for some reason is Family Guy, the Peter, you know, it really grinds my gears. Where he's like, people in the 1800s, he's like, it's called a car, people. It's must, much faster than riding a horse. And I kept <laughs> thinking of this. I'm like, uh, it's called talking, people. It's much easier than reading a movie. <laughs> but yeah you know maybe silent movies just aren't for me because i had a hard time getting through this like i appreciated it for what it was Mm -hmm. you know what it did for cinema but it was just almost like too much work for me and you know older movies tend to be slower paced yeah so this definitely was oh yeah like i felt it could have been wrapped up in an hour and it was an hour and a half because there was even like some scenes that they did twice. Um, you know, when they show on the screen, when he was writing a letter to his wife, Mm -hmm. 
and then she reads it and they show like the same slide yeah i'm like we know what he wrote you just wrote it <laughs> oh it was 20 minutes ago i forgot what he said <laughs> yeah and apparently he had to travel quite a ways oh my gosh yeah. he was on a he was on a pirate ship <laughs> no yeah that was one thing that was absolutely poorly conveyed in this movie which i mean okay we're getting crit uh kind of nitpicky and critical over a movie a hundred years ago but yeah that was one thing where he traveled there and his trip there seemed like it lasted like they maybe had footage for five to ten minutes and well not even five to ten like five minutes mm -hmm. but then on the trip back there were numerous scenes and it probably took a half an hour of the movie i think yeah for the, uh the return trip and they never even showed Hutter on his way there taking a boat. But apparently that's the common way to travel because he said he was taking a more direct short route by riding his horse on the way back. But then um, Count Orlock went by boat. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I wondered that too. I was very confused and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I missed something when I looked away. Um, you know, that's the thing too with silent movies is like, it's something you got to give like a hundred percent of your attention to, mm -hmm. which, you know, a lot of times when we watch these movies, um, they're either ones I've seen before or I kind of have them on while I'm working during the day so I can catch it here and there. Yeah. And, you know, I might watch it a couple times so I make sure I get everything, but yeah, silent movie, I can't really do that with. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> all you do is hear the music. Yeah. Um. So, you know, maybe I lost some stuff within the movie, but I don't know. I was kind of, <laughs> I feel bad saying it. I was, I was kind of happy when it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate it. And I, like, I know that it's a good movie and it was well made, but it's just, you know, maybe silent movies just aren't my thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's tough because, I mean, we have grown accustomed to films of today and what we've seen for the past, like, 30 years of our lives. And so that's what our standard is. And this is, you know, 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not surprising that it's tough. And that's not to say that it wasn't, good especially that it wasn't uh a great film for its time it's just i think it'd be different if um you and i or maybe just a group of us were together and kind of watching it and being able to discuss it while watching it because then that kind of makes it a little bit more engaging mm -hmm. um but yeah watching it by yourself because i mean i did the same thing too and gosh honestly it was like two in the morning for me it 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 dragged and um it was a movie that had its slow parts so uh for say all sakes and purposes not like a home run back then it, it would be really cool to know what it would be like to have seen a movie of this caliber back then compared to everything else yeah to really have like something to base it on yeah, I mean, you could watch other movies from the time, but it's it's still not going to do it for you because you've already been, uh, however you want to say it, like contaminated with entertainment from today. 
that you wouldn't be able to give it a fair uh, comparison, even if you watched a bunch of movies from that time. But Mm -hmm. a couple other nitpicky things uh, to kind of get into before we you share your facts and everything. I was really confused. Like, did Count Orlock kill people? Because nobody died, did they? Didn't the sea captain die? Like the ship captain? Oh, yes, the, the ship captain did. Well, and then... and they had a thing, too, that popped up and said the news was talking about um, young men dying. And they thought it was a disease and they had two marks on their neck. Yeah, but, but then like... at the same time, like Hutter was talking about how he must have had two mosquito bites next to each other. Yeah. Like Hutter didn't die. Some people died. And so I thought the other people were dying because of the rats. But I don't know. It it was really kind of confusing because I thought like Hutter was gonna die because he got bit, but then there was uh, he was the one who was giving that count at the end, wasn't he? So it's just like, yeah. so did he never die? So that was a little confusing on just being like, okay, what what causes you to die? What doesn't? Was it maybe just some kind of a thing where everybody uh, who gets it doesn't automatically die? <laughs> right. Uh, another question I had was, could Hutter and Ellen communicate telepathically? Because <laughs> it seems like she knew everything that was going on. Yeah, and she was... wasn't even there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you know they've already established that they are a ways apart. Yeah, that that was very unusual. I I don't think they could. I think they were just trying to drive more of the emotion. Yeah, but that I I do completely understand how you got there. So yeah, that was more of like a a dumb question. Like I knew they were, but it just seemed like they were within the movie. Well, it did. <laughs> It did seem like there was some kind of something weird connection. Well, because she also did the whole like hallucination thing or whatever, mm-hmm. like walking or sleepwalking. So they were trying to drive something weird with that. Um, what I thought was strange was when Hutter originally um, originally left, she dressed in all black. Mm-hmm. And basically acted like it was a funeral because he was just going on a business trip <laughs> needy much <laughs> high maintenance <laughs> right <laughs> high maintenance for 1922 <laughs> oh gosh i think this movie was supposed to be based in the 1830s <laughs> so yeah maybe the women are just even more high maintenance back then <laughs> they've already shown in this movie that they're high maintenance in the 20s i guess <laughs> oh man uh one one thing that was funny that i just uh there were two things that were funny that i just had to make sure to mention though is how they when hutter stopped at that inn or wherever mm-hmm. and uh the people were talking about you can't go any further if you go into the woods there's a werewolf yeah and then they showed a picture of a hyena. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. I mean, there, I, they must I, have figured like, you know, how's anybody going to be able to fact check us? 
<laughs> right. I mean, hyenas aren't wolves anyways, but okay. Yeah, just, just get a picture of a wild dog. And <sighs> uh, then the other thing, my favorite character in this, without a doubt, was the I don't know if he was like the police officer or the jailkeeper. Yeah, a constable maybe. <laughs> yeah, did, you know who I'm talking about though? Yeah. I do like I don't know what it was, but he had the same expression on his face and he had like one bug eye open. <laughs> like Popeye. Yeah. So uh. I think kind of that's that's most of everything on my notes. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got too. Um you want me to throw out some trivia? Rock. I'm trying to limit myself this year so I don't go too crazy with trivia. So uh, the first thing I got is the movie was actually banned in Sweden due to excessive horror. <laughs> and the oh. ban wasn't finally lifted until 1972. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so... The film was loosely based on Bram Stoker book, um, you know, Dracula, mm-hmm. but the characters' names were changed in an attempt to prevent legal action. Uh, the subtitles were translated into French. Then when the film went to the U.S. Um, into English, but with um, Stoker's character names used. Whoops. So, in the meantime, the original prints were destroyed because of the legal action. So, the original subtitles were lost. Uh, the American version went to the UK and then translated into German for the release there. Uh, when restorers were about to make a definitive version, uh, they were looking through a number of archives. Unfortunately, all the prints they had found had changed subtitles. Uh, so, they gave up on being able to recover the originals. They later heard there was a good print in the East German archive. Uh, When they got there, they found out that the print had been loaned out. Uh, The restorers were then offered to have a look at another print from the archive, which wasn't considered as good as the other one. When they observed the print, they discovered it had the original subtitles and had been sitting there for half a century and nobody had noticed. Jeez. Yeah. So it's like discovering gold. Right. Uh, there's a lot of movies like from that era um, that are like com- either completely lost or lost for a long time and then rediscovered. Hmm. Uh, I think there's one called London After Midnight that was like that. And then there's like a werewolf movie from like around this time that's just completely lost. Threat Level Midnight? <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that'd be hilarious um this movie celebrated its 100th birthday this year on march 4th oh hey nice yeah so i always try to get the the budget and the box office well i don't know what the budget is but i know that it made 19 um thousand dollars worldwide oh snap which in 1922 is probably a fair amount yeah that's probably like a hundred thousand ticket sales probably or actually actually honestly it's probably more than that but yeah right so that is all i have for the trivia let's get into grades 
So I got uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes like usual. What do you think those are? Uh, I feel like this is pretty high. So um, uh, not too high. 7.5? 7.9. Okay, rock. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, gosh, I don't know. Um, I'll say it's very high. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I usually do critic first. Let's do 83%. 97. Oh, snap. Yeah. Um, and audience then 95. 87. Okay. Yeah, not I'm not really surprised because I know this movie is considered one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, especially for when it came out. Um, what it was able to do. And, you know, the effect that it had on, you know, cinema alone, not just horror cinema. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really surprise me that it's that high. Uh, You want to give your grade first and then I'll give mine? Rock. Okay. So, I mean, you got to take it for what it is. I mean, it's not going to be easy. this isn't a comparison and it's not really uh, a fair thing to compare a horror movie from 1922 to like Halloween or Friday 13th. So uh, as for it, what it is, I don't have a lot of other things to compare it to. Like I said, really the only other silent movie is Metropolis. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a good movie. I'm trying to take it into account for what i know of the time um it seemed like it we talked about some of the visual uh tricks that they were doing that uh were really successful for the film Uh, it seemed like the actors were all uh really good for the silent film era Mm -hmm. so i'm going to give it a four point five okay um because like i said i mean this is it's kind of tough because i really don't have any other ones to compare it to like i don't have any old like 1920 1930 horror movies that i can really say that i could compare it to but i just feel like for what they had and what they did that it was top quality for the time right yeah, and I said, you know, watching this movie, I had a hard time getting through it. I do appreciate it for what it is and, you know, what it meant to movies in general. Uh, I, You know, my enjoyment or maybe lack thereof at, at times, you know, hinders my grade a little bit. But, I, you know, I do realize that it is like a milestone movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why I had a hard time grading it. Yeah. E- even when you were given your grade, like I changed mine a little bit. I originally had a three, Okay. but I feel like it deserves more than that just for, you know, what it is. So I, I had to give it a three and a half. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very I tough get to grade that. that one because I had a hard time getting through it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like I said, maybe just silent movies just aren't for me. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I mean, well neither of us really has much to base this off of so it is it's basically doing the best that we can with what we have so rock 
Yeah, um, we got a lot of interesting movies planned for this year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. This I, I enjoyed this one. I mean, this isn't a film that I would really go back and watch again very often or anything like that. I could see myself maybe watching it one or two more times, like maybe watching it with my kids when they're older or yeah. something like that. But yeah, it was one of those I'm happy that I watched because I've always been intrigued by it. I don't know how many times I'll watch it again, maybe just for something to be in the background. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the movies we had planned for the month, I'm, I put them in order of release. Yep. So uh, we started with the 20s. We're going to move on to a couple movies in the 30s. Uh, the first one we have up is kind of interesting. It was something they did different in the 30s. Uh, instead of um, dubbing early like talkies, over in a different language, they shot two different movies to have two different languages. Um, so we're going to be doing the Spanish version of Dracula. So back then, movies had like all the same sets, but different actors. Interesting. Yeah. And I've heard a lot from the, about this movie, and I've heard, actually heard it's better than the English version. Oh, that's yeah, cool. So I've, I've been really interested in that ever since I saw it pop up on... Um, Cinema, Cinemasker Monster Madness. Mm-hmm. So, really interested to get into that. So, we'll be talking about Spanish Dracula next week. Or, not next week, I guess, in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, because this is the October special. So Yeah, and there's definitely not, what, 12 weeks in October. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot of horror movies for me to watch. But, yeah. So next time we talk about Spanish Dracula, um, stop by for that. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind.